The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast, where the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. <laughs> to be honest, I almost said, I'm Adam. Uh, <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> no. Uh, I'll, I'll keep my height. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, And my facial he's hair. He's got two extra inches on me. But now where it counts. You know, I've I've been hanging around y'all too much. I feel like I'm almost like a third speeds brother now. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Yeah. We appreciate I mean, sometimes that. I think we hang around each other too much. Yeah. Mm, indeed. Despite being three time zones apart. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so Ben is uh, first of all, welcome back, Ben. Uh Ben joined us for a uh, top ten. Uh, New Jack Swing songs, and uh, for a top ten, uh, what did we end up calling that one? Um, I mean, I, I think sexy time songs, something sexy like that. time songs. I call them panty droppers, but exactly. whatever y'all say it. So. Yeah, yeah. We were trying to be, you know, politically correct as much <laughs> as you possibly could be. Indeed. On this, uh, and Ben is back to join us for an even more arduous task of counting down our top ten '90s rap and hip-hop songs yeah this is this is the most diabolical of them all you know i just at one point i said i, I would rather be punched in the nuts than have to do this list um but my nuts remain intact so i'll just make it work as best as i can that's good i'm uh, i'm excited to hear this um i'm excited to uh share my list um i'm i'm expecting maybe a couple of unexpecteds mm-hmm. um Maybe uh, a couple scoffs at some of my my picks, but you know what? These are songs that I like. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, you're getting me curious, John. Yes. <laughs> and um, I did notice, and I'll go ahead and put this, I did notice a theme in my list with two exceptions. Every other song is either 92 or earlier. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... Mm, look at their list. Nope, never mind. I'm not. I'm all over the place. <laughs> so that is interesting. So we'll see how this uh, came out. Adam, how did you feel about putting your list together? Uh, this was very difficult. Um, you know, I had to look through a whole bunch of songs, and there's a lot that I had to pass off um, and just miss out because they were in the year like 2000 or 2001 or 88, 89. And, you know, there's a lot of similarities between like, you know, the early 90s hip hop to the late 90s hip hop and, and you know, bleeding over. Um, and so some of my absolute favorite hip hop songs, period, I just couldn't put on this list. But it's uh, when I went through and like started doing my big list, I mean, it just got to like, I don't know, 40 something songs. And I was like, fuck, how am I going to break this one down? Uh, and so, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely intense. And, yeah. and even picking out just my favorite from a particular artist was tough too. Yeah. That was especially difficult. Um, I think one thing is I was kind of going through this is 80, the eighties was obviously the golden age of hip hop. That's really kind of where it came into its own. But I would say the nineties is when hip hop was really at its peak. Mm-hmm. Um, just when you consider, first of all, all the stylistic differences, you had East coast, you have West coast, you have your Midwest rappers, 
Um, you have your your Dirty South, and mm-hmm. even within Dirty South, there's different styles. So it really was a very diverse. It was an excellent time to be alive if you're a fan of hip hop because there were so mm-hmm. many flavors of rap that was out during that time. Yeah, there's tons of flavor flaves. Too. <laughs> 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 who who will not be making an appearance on my list? By the way, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Burn Hollywood Burn got close for me, but it, gotcha. <laughs> well, that's okay because I got Flavor Flav right here. <laughs> oh hey! Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he's got a call. He does live in my in my town, but no, indeed. I have seen him around a few times. Nice. All right. Well, we got three people and possibly three completely different lists, so we should probably get going because this. Right could take a little while mm-hmm. and uh i i'm gonna have adam sure start us off with number 10 sure um i think maybe the last time since the last time ben was on we did the uh panty droppers that still influenced me uh and so i had a sexy song that was on here and it just it ended up actually it wasn't on my list up until like maybe a couple hours before this recording and then i had to i had to flip-flop them like my last couple kind of ended up moving around a good bit um but this is i mean one phenomenal singer and then also one of my absolute favorite speed rappers it's buster rhymes and janet jackson with what's it gonna be business and handle yours how we do it making your people just want about to get busy because you know that we always hit you off what you say you're wondering why you're feeling the force and don't you worry because you'll be ready to floss more heat because i always have put you on and go to spots at the very second i'm gone now that you're tired i hope your body be cooping because we're keeping you moving that's what we're doing and you know we're gonna song not on my list yeah uh not on my list and i'm actually not that familiar with the song so there's something uh, i mean i got into speed rap um maybe like five years ago maybe a decade ago and so i got really into uh busta twisted insane twista uh tech nine of course uh some of those other guys but they a lot of them ended up being in like the 2000s and whatnot so they couldn't make this listen break your neck which is just a phenomenal song i freaking love that one um couldn't make this one but when i go back and listen to this guy busta's flow is so smooth and just it's 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 almost silky and then you get in janet who is just every which way from gorgeous there is uh her voice everything about her it just this is a a fun, a great little mix of like you get the R and B style and then Busta's raps, and it's just it's freaking awesome. Yeah, you know what's what's funny is like the '90s for me. A lot of the, what influenced my list was the the nostalgia of the video that accompanied mm. the music, right? Mm-hmm. And so with mm-hmm. this song, it was just that very iconic and on brand weird ass video that Buster Rhymes would always do with his songs. And of course Janet is stunning in this video. Um and so it's it's almost like you cannot segregate Busta from just the weirdness and the uniqueness of how he the videos were laid out for these songs. Yeah, he had a lot of there's a lot of metallic graphics, kind of like the uh, Alex Mack uh you know turns to like liquid like at one point it's like or it's like the abyss, you know, where you have the alien going through like the ship. It's, they did the exact same thing, but it's Busta's head. And he's just kind of flowing through yeah. it. It is, it is 
is eerie. It is. Uh, yeah, that, that music video cost $2.4 million. It is the yeah. 14th most expensive video ever made. Wow. And Janet, of course, also has the first one with her brother, Scream, that cost yep. $7 million. Yep. Uh, This one came out in 99. Number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Just, yeah, awesome song. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, I'll go to mine, and this probably be one uh, unexpected because up until up until about a week ago, I had a different, uh, more notable rapper in this spot, and then going through my kind of, you know, ten through eighteen, there was some flip flopping around because I'm like, do I do I really listen? To, do I like that one because the person is iconic or because I like the song? And which one do I like? And in the end, I chose this song because I listen to this fairly regularly, and it's from their 1991 album, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, and that is The Choice is Yours, revisited by Black Sheep. Higher on mm. my list. Oh, <laughs> yeah. interesting. Love Not on my list. I'm Honestly, Adam, I'm, that's very unexpected and uh, a pleasant surprise, I will say. Indeed. All right. <laughs> All right, Ben, what you got? So, you know, when I put this list together, you know, the last couple of shows I've been on, I had the pleasure of kind of introducing some of y'all to some things that I had heard that maybe y'all hadn't heard. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if that would be the case here, but y'all have really started off with some, what I would consider some of the more obscure songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that y'all are probably going to throw some stuff at me that I wasn't expecting. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this. Um, so... You weren't before, though. <laughs> but now, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Ben. I'm well, just kidding, yeah. shit. Um, so a lot of what inspired my list was songs that either were very important or had that, that were iconic in some way in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And so my number 10 is from a duo, uh, Pete Rock and C.O. Smooth, and I chose They Reminisce Over You. The baby make us slide. But mama got wise to the game. The youngest of five kids, hun, here it is. After 10 years without no spouse, mama's getting married in the house. Listen, positive over negative for the woman to master. Mother Queen's rise in the chapter. Deja vu, tell you what I'm going to do when they reminisce over you, my God. Definitely. Not on my list. Not a song I'm familiar with. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to that one. At least not by name. Um, you may recognize, so the chorus has like these this horn, like... It's like, a, it's a very, it's a very iconic um, riff at the time. And okay. you're talking about, you know, people that have passed away in their lives. And um, it's also where um, Shaq got his line, um, because my biological didn't bother that he actually stole that well not stole but he borrowed that line from this song um wow. so it's it's iconic in a lot of ways you know your east hardcore east coast rappers this is going to be on their top 10 lists 100 percent of the time hmm. yeah uh, i was just kind of listening to it while you were chatting in the in the, in the background um i hadn't I didn't really recognize it but that yeah that's that uh, like sex sound that they got going mm-hmm. in there yeah works really well oh, i like yeah. it a lot yep all right uh, Adam, let's go ahead and swing around to your number nine. All right. Um, I might be surprised if you guys actually know this one. Uh, it is, and I'll be really crazy. I'll be surprised if you know it, even flipped out if you guys, it's on your list. Um, it is from a guy named Jazzo, and it's featuring a young Jay-Z, and it's called The Originators. 
rhyming, singing techniques are floatable, living in luxury and it's affordable. No other brother is better than me. The J, the A, the Z, the cream of the crop on the top of the top. The seconds are trying to stop, the bigger, the bigger, the bigger, the force of the hip hop. They never come in, they never come here, no, no, not this year. They come on the game, I'm ready to see it. I'm the tears. I'm the beta, pushing the data. I'm talking about info attack, it's just a stumbling and bumbling off the intro. So take it a step at a time, this dope rhyme. Be making a note that it's profound by your skill, mind. This is the wonderful biters. Stealers and robbers and sucker reciters. Call it a night in before you roam. Don't try to sit home. This out and I'm using, I'm here to abuse. The garbage that I can refuse. Divvy it up because I'm here to collect my dues. Not on my list. list. Not familiar with that one. Okay, so um, again, as I mentioned before, speed rap was something that I got really got into, and I got a, um, a playlist on Spotify that I listen to actually fairly frequently. Uh, and this one was one I was just hunting around for stuff, um, and I was like, literally, like looking up, oh, what are some like some of the faster rappers? And um, this Jazzo came on, uh, on, and I found him out and listened to this song. Came out in 1990. Um, it's I really enjoy kind of the quick flow of this song. Mm-hmm. Jay Z actually does a pretty good quick rapping in this one as well, and I would say that that early '90s, that late '80s, early '90s, is some of my absolute favorites, and we're gonna get some more uh, from that era for me, where I really love the when rap was like, or at least a, a genre of rap was Afrocentric, very political, mm-hmm. um, and and you know. It was either intense, but also like it, it, it hadn't gotten into like the gangster style yet. And right. so um, I really, really love that stuff. And this this still has a lot of those vibes, um, but it's um, it's got a, a smoothness to it. And I, re- I really like I really like the, the flow that Jazzo does with this one. Also lets you know how long Jay-Z has really been at it. Yeah, since yeah. 1990 <laughs> and earlier, I'm sure even. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and you said you said this was uh, 1990, right? Yes. All right, well, my number nine also comes from 1990, but I guarantee you, you all have heard of this one. Uh, and I just have one question. Did you ever get busy in a Burger King bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I haven't, but I do love this song. <laughs> my number nine is The Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. I like the girls with the boom. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. I'm crazy. Allow me to amaze thee. They say I'm ugly, but it just don't faze me. I'm still getting in the girls' pants, and I even got my own dance. The Okay, yeah. Yeah, not on my list, but yeah, it it is terrific. I love this song so much. I listen to it anytime it comes on uh, on my my playlist or just at random. Uh, It's from the 1990 album Sex Packets, which was their debut album and I think their highest charting album. Um, Digital Underground very famously um, kind of helped to, I wouldn't say launch, but initiate Tupac's career, at least kind of get him more known Mm -hmm. uh, to people. Um, But, I mean, I watched this video on MTV talking about, you mentioned videos, anything to me from the 80s and 90s almost goes hand in hand with the video because we watch Mm -hmm. so much uh, MTV, VH1, all those stuff there. And, you know, seeing, and I can never remember the front man's name, who I know we just lost a few years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the big fake nose yes. <laughs> and 
all the iconic stuff. And this its song makes me laugh. It makes me want to dance. And for as simple as it is, I love the little sort of running bass line. It's just, it's hypnotic. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those songs. It, it, it's so 90s because it had a dance accompanied with it. It's funny. Like you said, the video is iconic. The bass line, just everything about it. It's just terrific. All right. Well, uh, Ben, what's your number nine? All right. So this is the one and only Southern rap group that I have on my list. Uh, I knew that I had to include them in some way. And because they have so many hits, I had to struggle with one. So I, I went with the one that I felt was most iconic in the 90s. Um, this is Elevators by Outkast. And plus my paper, we caught the 86 lot on your head at two decade of writing rhymes, trying to find our spot off in that light, light off in that spot, knowing that we can rock, doing the hole in the wall club. This shit here must stop, like freeze. We making the crowd move, but we not making no G's, and that's a no no. A one, two, dope niggas in the Cadillac, they call us. Went from Plagueis ball to ball, putting the up on the map. It's like Little Rock to banging, niggas say, motherfuck that plaguing. They paying, we staying, laying vocals, locales done. Made it with them big boys up in this industry. Outcast, yeah, them niggas they making big noise. Uh, that song is not on my list. Correct. That song is also not on my list. Yeah, so I figured y'all would have Outcast on your list because who wouldn't? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's again so many choices here. Uh, for me, if anybody that knows anything about hip hop, if you come in and you say me and you, everyone will instantly finish the chorus. Like it, it is so <laughs> pervasive and well known. It's just one of is one of those kind of almost like sing along songs when you get to that chorus. Yeah, I mean, off the uh, AT Aliens album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not. I mean, for not like like not one of their big big hits because they've had some huge hits that um, span all across. And this one is this is a solid song. It's not one that yeah, not one that I typically think of as a go to for me. But yeah, one, oh man, that chorus is real good. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is good. it's just, it's just yeah. an iconic, iconic chorus. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, all right, let's swing around uh, to our number eights. Oh, Adam, you're up. Back at me. We are plowing. Well, I guess we're plowing because we got three and there's going to be a lot. Um, all right, I have a good feeling John will have this group on his list. Possibly Ben, too. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm not sure if he'll pick this song. This was one of the bands I had a real tough time picking which song I wanted and that group is A Tribe Called Quest, and the song I picked, Electric Relaxation. Talking about you. Yo, I took you out, but sex was on my mind for the whole damn route. My mind was in a frenzy in a horny state, but I couldn't drop dimes because you couldn't relate. You couldn't relate. Oh, not on my list. That song is not on my list. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, as as I had kind of already gone through, I love that early Afrocentric political hip-hop in the early 90s. Tribe Called, Called Quest is one of the bands that epitomizes that for me. Um, I had a couple other songs. I'm not even going to mention them because there might be one of them that John picked. Um, as some, some of the others that literally I had another song on here and then I was like, ah, I re-listened to a couple and I was like, you know what? Electric Relaxation's got that, that just that that sound that goes through it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. 
that just kind of, it does, it's electric and it just makes me like loosen up. I just, you know, I'm like, oh, I sink in my chair and I just listen to that song, man. <laughs> I really love that sort of almost laid back, uh, mm-hmm. almost hypnotic, trippy sort of New York jazz rap yeah. that they do. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why I really have come to really love uh, Tribe Called Tribe Called Quest. Yep. Yeah, this song hit number 65 on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic band. I go back and I listen to, I've got their greatest hits uh, anthology, and I go back and listen to them you know, frequently enough, and they've got so many good songs. All right. Uh, my number eight, I don't expect on either of your lists. Um, it has a special place in my heart um, because it was something that, connected all of us when I went to college and was on the drum line at the University of Georgia. Um, it was a, a song that uh, they shared with all of us, and it was in a movie that we watched often together. And I've only got one thing to say. Big booty hose, pump with it. <laughs> and that Not is on my list. Hoochie Mama by Two Live Crew. Not on my list. Oh my gosh, so great! I can see that you you definitely have like a, a comedic rap um, kind of tie that you really enjoy. Well, okay, I mean that's those two close together just happen to be there. Okay. Um, but like Hoochie Mama was first of all we watched Friday so many times on bus trips to away football games. Um, the 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 drum line there was just really into this stuff. That's, I mean, honestly, that's how I got introduced to A Tribe Called Quest and The Roots and uh, some other groups like that because a lot of those guys were really into uh, that sort of style. And for some, obviously, this one made me laugh. It is horribly misogynistic. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, however, I do appreciate the sort of censorship fight that they did spend. Uh, down in Florida, with I forget the dude's name. That's eh, not important. He's he'll he'll disappear into the annals of history. Um, but uh, man, first of all, it's really catchy. the The hook is very catchy, and every time I catch myself singing it, unfortunately, every time it comes on in the car, and I happen to have a kid in the car, I have to change it. Of course, before, like I hear dun 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 dun, dun <laughs> move, <laughs> skip, skip, skip. Before the first words come out, I gotta skip. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> this is one of those things where, first of all, it's when I think of the song, I think of the movie Friday because I've seen that movie mm-hmm. f- probably f- over fifty times by now, yeah. and it's so quotable. Like, there's so many, <laughs> like the the lyric that jumps out to me when I think about it is trifling stymie don't try me playing on the phone supposed to be gone <laughs> like if you've ever been dealing with someone that was shady like you you understand that dynamic like why are you doing all this you're supposed to be gone <laughs> you, you mean it wasn't the next part the open your mouth and i'll stick my dick in it well that's that's <laughs> well so that's that's a lot of inside jokes between me and you know I, 
I, I tell my wife that all the time when she starts talking trash around the house. All right, you open your mouth and stick something in it. <laughs> and so that always starts some type of verbal altercation. <laughs> it, it's also responsible for for teaching me the term hood rat. Oh yes, which, yes. which I was not familiar with. Yes, which is, which is now canon in our in our vernacular. Uh-huh. All right, Ben, you're number eight. All right, so my number eight uh, could not be more different <laughs> than the one that you just said. Um, so I didn't listen to the song a whole lot when it first came out, but I think that it was one of, to me, it was one of those songs. I think it gained popularity importance over time, uh, just based on you know its position and 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 what it did. Um, so this one is Cream by Wu Tang Clan. Not on my list. Yeah, not on my list. Not particularly familiar. We'll have to listen to it. It's it's really. I would say it's not even so much the song itself. It's just the you know cream cash rules everything around me. Cream get the money dollar dollar bill y'all like that. Okay. That that chorus just became so pervasive and mm-hmm. it, it really kind of set a tone for East Coast hip hop at the time. Um, so again, it's something that's nostalgic to me only because of the impact that this the song had and it was very encapsulating of Wu-Tang and kind of what their style of music was and what they stood for. Yeah. Mm. Right. I, it's one thing I, I not, not that I don't like their stuff. I just never really listened to much Wu-Tang. That, that is something I will need to go do. Check them out. And, you know, I know it's also appears in trivia often of like different Wu-Tang members and stuff like that. So I got to get to get up on it. Yeah, because the Wu-Tang membership is a little weird because I think Redman is not officially a member of Wu-Tang or something like that. Uh, okay. It's it's yeah. it's a little a little wonky. Uh, all right, Adam, you're number seven. Uh, who's the black sheep? What's the black sheep? John, you had it as your number nine, I think it was. My Mine number is 10. number ten. Yep, the choice is yours or visited by Black Sheep. This song, there is a massive catchiness to it. It's so mm-hmm. catchy. Uh, came out in 91, hitting number 57 on the Hot 100, and number one on the rap singles charts. So, um, I mean, the song, I mean, it's, the song is fat. It's got, you know, and I mean that in the total early 90s way. And, you know, it's got a great, like, kind of simple dance beat to it. I feel like I could kind of do, like, a, you know, just a basic little kind of dance to this thing one. Um, and I remember it like kind of came back up in popular culture. It was used on a cart or a, a commercial. Uh, yeah, it was the, like a Kia commercial or something with the hamsters, exactly. Yep. And I and I know the song. I've known the song since before that. But when that when that 
happened, it kind of got back and like, damn, that's a good song. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's I I think it much like you, I was I was already familiar with the song, but that stupid commercial because it was on all the time, really hammered that song in and made me want to go search it out and, and download it and mm-hmm. you know, legally download it. Um, <laughs> uh, and, I, man, I, any time it comes on, I just I listen to it. It is endlessly catchy and fun to listen to. And, I yeah, it's just it's really grown on me. Mm-hmm. And I think that ultimately that's why I ended up having to – I was like, you know what, it's got to go in my number 10 spot – because every time it comes on, I always listen to it all the way through. Uh, all right. Um, my number seven has a possibility, maybe, of being on Adam's list, but I don't know um, with the way things are going. I don't think it'll be on uh, Ben's list, but I wasn't honest with myself. And I was like, well, I can't, I can't really put this on this list. But then I was like, you know what? I really like this song. It, it's going on the list, and that is... Jump around by House of Pain. on my list not on my list but i can see why you picked it it always makes me think of mrs doubtfire mm-hmm. of course yep. the scene from mrs doubtfire that party scene is great um and the more i listen to this song the more i really uh, appreciate uh everlast uh kind of lyrics and, and and flow and all that stuff with that song and i feel like it probably didn't really get the not respect but you know the accolades i think it probably deserved it doesn't need to be like a a, a huge amount of accolades but i think it's better than i think it probably was i'm sure it gets lumped in with a like maybe what's the term i'm looking for here um not notoriety um well hell i can't think of the word so it doesn't matter anymore yeah i I would say also that group is probably very appreciative that camp randall in wisconsin plays that song to open the fourth quarter of every wisconsin football game (laughs) (laughs) i mean it yeah it it is a fun popular you know song for good reason it it's a make you feel good it's a party song man it's a damn mm-hmm. good party song yep absolutely uh all right uh ben you're number seven all right so uh this is my one and only uh midwest group that i have on my list um again they have so many great songs it was difficult for me to pick one but i tried to pick the one that i felt was most iconic and i think Regardless of what the chart position was, I think this is probably their most well-known song. And I'm talking about Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. classic uh didn't make my list yeah mine either but it is a, it's a good song very good song yeah i am um, so 
my mother actually was the one to introduce me to this group of all people, the most unlikely person to do that. I remember, um, I think it was my senior year in high school, we were watching videos and their, their thuggish, ruggish bone video came on and my mother jumps up off the couch and immediately starts singing along. It's the thuggish, ruggish bone. My, my, my sister, I'm looking at her like, what? What is happening right now? Um, so that's kind of how I got introduced to them and then their East, uh, their 1999 Eternal album was released when I was in college. And so we just spammed, me and my college roommate just spammed that. And um, again, you know, I, I, I said, do I go with first of the month? You know, mm. how, what, what do I go with? But, you know, Crossroads, because of its importance, um, their homage to yeah. Easy e who was who was their their mentor and, and who yeah. discovered them. Um, you know, of course, the video that that's that that video mm-hmm. is indelible in the minds of anybody who liked hip hop at the time. So that was my number seven. Yeah, I saw them uh, live in 2019. They played a concert out here in mm-hmm. LaGrange, Georgia, small town. And yeah, I mean, they've got some good stuff. And I was but I was definitely most excited once Crossroads came on like that. I mean, that's their definitely their best known hit. I'd, I'd agree with that. It's good. Yep, Very good yep. song. Uh, all right, Adam, we're swinging around to number six. All right, we're swinging around to number six, and I am throwing on another song that I am not expecting any of you guys to know. Um, definitely not going to be on y'all's lists. Uh, it is, again, another one of my kind of speed rapper guys, um, and his he's even got it kind of in his name. This is DJ Quick, and the song is Speed. Because my game is still the same Perfection, feel me as I feel you in I never want a pony but I'm genuine So give me just a little bit of nicotine And a sticky green And I'ma hit it with the icky cream Ooh yeah, I hit her on the neck with the whip And make the hooker jump without a safety net Hit the ground, bring her back, get up and do it again Cause she can really take a shot on the chin Caffeine, cappuccino, chase it with some no-dos Up all night like the moon glow Searching for new hoes I really wanna follow my lead Indeed, and give a nigga just what I need When I'm on speed, I'm faster than most And I can rock a party from coast to coast When I'm on speed so what I really like about this song is it's a very got a very nice flow in the speed again like like that is something that really attracts to me I get so impressed by these rappers that can can do the speed stuff that is not obviously um, enhanced you know by mm-hmm. electronics or whatnot uh, this song came out in 1998 but it fits with the earlier hip-hop sound to me and there's there's a smoothness to the song that i just really love and i feel like it kind of like you know it, it can span multiple genres i could you know i could listen to the song and be like oh wow yeah that's a 80s song oh, wait no it's a late 90s no it's a 2000 song it, it's just it feels like i can put it on with any other you know um kind of genre time and and or time in hip-hop and it just it fits well i really really like it not one i'm familiar with but that's all right all right uh my number six is Again, I I think pretty much all the rest of my list is mostly going to be ones that you were all familiar with. Um, they're the ones that I had listened to the most, the ones that I was inspired to listen to on MTV, and this one is no exception. Uh, I think this is the first uh, rap song I owned. I think I owned the clean version of the cassette single. <laughs> so sad. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I still think of the video, and uh, Adam, we talked about it way back when, when we talked uh, 1992's The Chronic, and it's nothing but a G thing. And at the same time burning her, man, now you know I ain't with that shit, Lieutenant. Ain't no pussy good enough to get burned while I'm offended. Yeah. 
And that's realer than real deal, holy feel. And now you hookers and hoes know how I feel. Well, if it's good enough to get broke off a proper chunk, I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff. It's like this and like that and like this, Santa. It's like that and like this and like that, Anna. It's like this and like that and like this, Santa. Drake creep to the mic like a fan. Well, I'm peeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping. But I damn near got caught because my people kept peeping. Now it's time for me to make my Ooh, okay. Not on my list, but almost made my list. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I know, I know that NWA is really the group that uh, launched Dr. Dre's career. But I feel like this is the song that put him in everybody's home. Mm-hmm. Yep. That I everyone, uh, you know, right at the point when gangster rap, I think, was kind of hitting its peak, um, and everyone knew about all these guys, and they were just making all kinds of iconic songs and i i can't help but listen to this song and think about the video especially the part where that one guy comes behind the girl playing volleyball and pulls the cop down of course <laughs> yep of course and then and then the little kid who's who's just kind of bumping along to the song is so cute yeah. um i could listen to this song all day and great rapping by Snoop Dogg on this too yes. i mm-hmm. feel yeah that young Snoop is fantastic yeah, I, I could tell that. I could tell you're a musician, John, just because of your choices. Like the <laughs> the music on this, do 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 do. Yeah, oh man, like baseline. <clears throat> Dre just his ability to get mix those bass lines with like melodies. Oh man, mm-hmm. so great, so great. I I do get sucked into a good baseline, no matter what, no matter mm-hmm. what the genre of the song is. If it's a good, catchy baseline, I'm in. You've hooked yep. me. Yep. Everything Absolutely. else is just frosting on the cake. So Absolutely. Well, I'm actually going to stay within the NWA Brotherhood for my number six. Um, okay. And uh, not really a whole lot to say about this one. Y'all, y'all all know this song. It might be in your list. I don't know. Um, the music to this song was actually a sample of an Isley Brothers song. Um, and we're talking about Today Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. Higher on my list. Higher oh, okay. okay. Higher on my list. All right, Adam. Uh, we're now on the on the top half, which yes. is number five. And all of mine are going to be ones that you guys know uh, from my top five. I'm certain of it. And this song might be on y'all's list. I don't know. Uh, because it was freaking huge. So huge that Weird Al had to do a parody of it, one of his best of all times. It's Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking Or you and your homies might be lying and chalk I really hate the trip, but I gotta low As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke Fool, I'm the kind of cheater little homies wanna be like On my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light Not on, not, not on my, my list. list. Oh, I love. I mean, I love that song. Um, I mean, obviously huge. It hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Dangerous Mind soundtrack. The music video. I mean, is a lot of like cut editing from the the movie that I don't really care about. But it's all about Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> coming in with the behind, you know, the back of the chair, face to face with Coolio and him and his crazy hair. Man, it's just, it's just, it's such a fan. It gave him a Grammy for best rap performance. Um, it's catchy, super popular. Um, and hell, my love of Weird Al just enhances 
my love of that song as well. <laughs> and it kind of just becomes a secular, circular thing or whatever. Cyclical. Cyclical is the word I couldn't think of. <laughs> there you Damn go. it. Cyclical thing. So, yeah. Yeah, this this song, um, <clears throat> I think a lot of people rediscovered Stevie Wonder uh, after this song came out because mm-hmm. a lot of folks didn't realize that, you know, that song and that chorus is heavily adapted from um, – the uh, pastime paradise, a Stevie yes. Wonder song from the seventies, I think, uh, talking about Vietnam. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like you said, just iconic. Um, you know, Coolio, he was kind of one of those like two two hit wonder guys. You know, and that this is like one of the songs that you know him from. Um, and of course, it just encapsulates the time. You know, mid nineties, that movie, and all that. Uh, all right, uh, for my number five, Ben, we didn't have to wait that long because my number five is <laughs> "It Was a Good Day" by Ice Cube. Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God I don't know, but today seems kinda odd No barking from the dog, no small And mama cooked the breakfast with no harm I got my girl bone, but didn't dig out Finally got a call from a girl I wanna dig out so Hooked it up for later as I hit the door Thinking will I live another 24? I gotta go cause I got me a drop top And if I hit the switch, I can make the ass I watched this video so many times when I was a kid. I probably could have reenacted it. Something about this just really hooked me. I like how laid back the song is. I like the storytelling. You, I really feel like he's really crafting us a story all the way through from beginning to end about his day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's honestly, I feel like, and I, I don't know how many people feel about will feel like this. I feel that rap and country music have a kinship that they don't realize, and that is both in both cases lyrics are really what drive a lot of their songs, mm-hmm. the stories that go in. Mm-hmm. And how they do it is obviously different, and the subject matter is different, and whatever. It's still all about, you know, Ray Charles even said, man, it's about the stories. Right. And yeah. with this one, I felt like I was being, like, told a really cool story that I, I could follow and just really loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Ice Cube... When people think about like the top lyricists from the 90s, I think that he gets overlooked a lot. He's probably one of the most underrated lyricists in the history of hip hop. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with the negative stigma associated with gangster rap um, mm-hmm. and not really being taken seriously by certain people in the hip hop community. Um, but, you know, like you said, he there's not a whole lot of guys or or women, for that matter, that could tell a story the way that Ice Cube could. So my number five, we're going to stay on the West Coast for this one. Um, I almost picked another song from this artist, but I, I picked, uh, I chose, I would switch to a song that I actually like better by this artist. Um, the song is I Ain't Mad At You by Tupac. Now the whole shit's changed and we don't need the ticket, got a big money scheme and you ain't even with it. Knew in my heart you was the same motherfucker bad. Go toe to toe when it's time for gold, you got a promise back. And I can't even trip, cause I'm just laughing at you. You trying hard to maintain, then go ahead, cause I ain't mad at you.
not on my list. Um, that song is not on my list. So yeah, so I mean, I can't make a '90s list without Tupac on it. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's like sacrilege, right? Um, I almost I almost selected Hit 'Em Up um, only because. I think that that song cemented the beef that got them both killed. Like the song was that important and central to what was happening at the time. But I went to I Ain't Mad At You because, uh, first of all, it's a cover of, I believe it's a DeBarge song. Um, well, the, the music is from a DeBarge song. Um, but it's just kind of a more chill, laid out. The, the melody is just amazing. Um, and again, another one of your great storytellers from the 90s. Um mm-hmm. You know, just 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 talking about his life and and you know, being trying to be a mentor and talking about what younger kids are doing is like, hey man, I ain't mad at you. Just do your thing. Cool, good stuff, man. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna have to listen to that one. Yeah, it's it's definitely one I'm not as familiar with. Um, surprisingly, or not surprisingly, really, uh, Tupac was actually not an artist I listened to a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was not exposed to a lot of his stuff, other than the one song that may or may not get mentioned later but we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll see we'll see yeah. uh all right where are we um, yeah my number four all right adam well we are gonna stay with that exact same artist tupac but we're gonna go to my favorite tupac song and that's changes we gotta start making changes learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers and that's how i was supposed to be how can the devil take a brother if he's close to me uh. I let it go back to when we played as kids, but then it changed. That's the way it is. Come on, come on. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. Mm, not on my list. So, mm, this one is, you know, released posthumously. Um, it was released on his 1998. Uh, greatest hits album um, but he recorded his heart back in like 1992 and it helps me because i mean it's sampling and using uh bruce hornsby song the way it is mm-hmm. and i will say like those you know the posthumous songs this one um and there's the the puffy song that he did that they, that they did and him and uh mm-hmm. was it faith hill for uh not faith hill oh my god faith, <laughs> uh, evans. faith evans faith evans <laughs> i mean that would have been a hell of a collab <laughs> yeah, would have been a hell of a collab um yeah that one is one that uh, i'll say almost made my list but this this changes is is one that i get i i love the political you know we got to do better. We got to make everybody, you know, we can, we can all be a better society. And I love when rap, you know, and, and Tupac known as a gangster rapper and like maybe one of the gangster rappers. And this song has so much positivity and we can do better attitude about it that I, I just fucking love it. You know, it's kind of ones that, you know, you can listen to it and it can make you cry at times, you know, if it hits you the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So my number four, I know is not going to be on Adam's list, and I doubt it's going to be on Ben's list. And I know it's not going to be on Adam's list because he doesn't like this group, but I love them. And my number four is off the 1992 album Check Your Head, and that's the Beastie Boys, So What You Want.
<laughs> not on my list, but great song. I had a really hard time really kind of quantifying which Beastie Boys song I wanted to go with. And this is one that I keep going back to. And I think it's because of the simplicity. Because it's, it's really, most of it is just the beat. It's just the drum beat. And I, I really like how the the Beastie Boys incorporate each other into the verses. There's always, they're trading off one to another and fairly quickly. So mm-hmm. it's not just like, um, I, I always feel like, one thing I will say about Outkast is I always feel like they both will take a verse, but they kind of take a long time in each verse. And they really kind of, they let their personalities shine before they go to the hook and then go back to the next guy in mm-hmm. the next verse. With Beastie Boys, it feels like it's a three-headed monster where they're just they're just alternating back and forth and back and forth from one to the other, um, where it just feels like it's it's really one entity um, mm-hmm. and not three you know three separate people. Yeah, you're right. And Beastie Boys, I mean, you know, it, it's just so mad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so mad? Uh, but no, it's yeah. Everything you said is right. That there, and that was very unusual at at the time. I mean, there were groups that were doing that, but nobody could interlace lyrics mm-hmm. within a verse the way that they could. And I, I think they're a group that are starting to get more notoriety now than maybe they did when they were active, mm-hmm. um, or or at least they started to get more notoriety the you know the later in their career they they got. But even now, like. I, I do like to watch the occasional reaction video, mm-hmm. and I will see a lot of guys who kind of are just discovering Beastie Boys or guys mm-hmm. my age who are like, oh, I listened to this so much when I was a when I was a kid. I I, I really think that they, uh, even though they're very well known, I, I think they were underrated. As uh, <laughs> I wanted to call the overrated chant, overrated. <laughs> I know, I know oh. you do, and that's okay because you're wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, they're, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, John. Okay. All right, Ben, what's your number four? All right, so everybody left on my list are going to be East Coast rappers, although I would say there's going to be quite a, quite a bit of diversity with the songs that you see here. Number four is um, probably got not going to be anybody's top ten hip-hop songs of all time, or of, you know, the 90s, but this is one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. I actually have this on my personal plate, one of my playlists that I play in the car. Um, this is Still Not a Player by Big Pun. Not at all familiar with that song. Yeah. Yeah. So this is um, so there. There it features. I think it's Joe that does the chorus. I don't want to be a player no more. And it's just Big Pun oh. talking about being a player. Um, and that, that it's like does I said, you, sound familiar. Oh yeah, you've definitely heard the song before. It's it's, okay. it's so huge. Um, and I only have the edited version in the car. Um, because <laughs> I guess the 
you know, they had to release like it was almost like a different song. It's that time where yeah. you had to release like yeah. a different song if you wanted to play on the radio because right. you talking about dick and fucking and coming so many times. <laughs> like, we we can't play this on the radio. Um yeah. but uh, it's just one of those songs that said the beat is just catchy. Um and it's just something that you ride to. Like you put this on in the car, you're cruising, it's just it's an amazing song. The video was was also one of those kind of iconic, incredible videos. Um, Big Pun, I think, also underrated artists in terms of you know his talent and, and so forth. And you know he died way too soon. But mm-hmm. one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. I'm I'm watching the music video and I can see kind of how kind of iconic it is and, mm-hmm. and interesting. Yeah. So this is cool. Is that is that Joe is in Fat Joe? But before he was called Fat Joe. No, that was the singer Joe. It was a singer named Joe. I think okay. he was the one that did the chorus. I'm not absolutely sure. Okay, gotcha. It's good. That's cool. a good call. Uh, all right, Adam. Top three, number three. All right, my number three is probably my most controversial pick. Um, that's because I could see somebody saying that's not rap or hip hop because it's I would say easily as much R and B as it is uh, hip-hop, but there's definitely hip-hop elements, and and Dr. Dre uh, does a verse on it, you know, so, I mean, that that counts. It, it, it's in there for me. Um, it, it was a absolute banger of a song. It is Black Streets, No Diggity. Wow, wow. East side to the west side, pushing fat rides, it's no surprise. She got tricks in the stash, stacking up the cash fast when it comes to the gas. By no means average, it's on when she's got to have it. Baby, you're a perfect 10. I wanna get in, can I get down? So I can I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up, girl. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. <laughs> not on my list but not I, on my list I, I, I'll, I'll give you a pass for that it, thank we'll, you we'll, we'll count I'll, it as hip-hop because <laughs> i mean because it's very r&b but you know dre has you know he pretty much produced it has his uh mm-hmm. fingers all in it and he and he does some rap on it so i'm counting it came out in 96 <laughs> number one on the hot 100 um it actually was number 36 on the decade ending charts for Billboard as well. It's a huge song, and we actually need to thank it because it is what ended the Macarena's 14-week-long reign <laughs> atop. And so thank you, Blackstreet. Uh, it won a Grammy for the best R&B performance um, by a duo or group. And, I mean, hell, uh, Teddy Riley was a co-producer on it, and mm-hmm. so you know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, this song transcends genres. I don't know, I don't know a single person who grew up around the time I did, and they don't love no diggity doesn't matter your race your religion whatever mm-hmm. no diggity is a song that everybody can agree on yep totally agree when you said uh controversial my first thought was oh god is he gonna do snows and former <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. i don't even think snow knows the lyrics of that song <laughs> no, of course not uh, all right, uh, my number three is a group that Adam already mentioned, but it was a different song, uh, and that is A Tribe Called Quest, Check the Rhyme. 
teens and the presence was fitting. It was I, the abstract. And me, the five footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine? That we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. So then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Yep. Okay. That was one of the others that I was considering. Mm-hmm. I had it between Can I Kick It, Check the Rhyme, and Electric Relaxation. So, Yeah, off of the 1991 album, The Low End Theory, uh, I really love this song. I love... Um, uh, I love the verses of of the song. I love his use of of bass. How he has like a kick drum at the beginning, and then a secondary sort of more sonicy boom kick drum kicks in a little bit later. Because uh, you think you got, you think you're getting all the beats you're gonna get, and then he he just kind of he ups the level. It's it's kind of like you're listening to something without like. Remember uh, remember um, boomboxes back in the day used to have that bass boost. <laughs> yeah, and then, it's kind of like you're listening to something without the bass boost, and all of a sudden he kicks it on, and just boom! All you know, mm. if you got good headphones on, your head's like shaking and wobbling, and just a good lyrics, good flow, great beat. That ca- it's, it's so catchy. It's so catchy. I mean, yes, so good. And that sort of New York jazz vibe where it's catchy, but still kind of laid back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where they're not going too hard on you, but like you still, it still makes you want to move. It makes you want to strut almost. You know, imagine like it, it's the same. It's like the same. It makes me want to do the same thing that Staying Alive does. Whenever you hear it, like you just mm-hmm. automatically you got to walk and beat. Yep. You know. Yep. You got to you got to strut with it. So my number three. Um, this is another one of my favorites. Iconic song. I know you. I've heard this. It might even be on your list. I don't know. Um, this is the one song in this list that I think doesn't really have a bass line. Um, the song is Flavor in Your Ear by Craig Mack. Not on my list. Yeah, not on my list. Yeah, this is um, just, you know, one of those iconic brown, brown, like, I think they use maybe four tracks total for the for the music to this. It's so simplistic, but just the way that he just comes in on it and and that's kind of like the the predecessors are like Notorious B.I.G. and all that. Um, mm-hmm. It's just one of those '90s songs. Like if you're playing Craig Mack, it's just one of the, one of those things that encapsulates, you know, how hip East Coast hip hop was at the time. Yeah, don't recognize this one, but I know the guy, of course. <laughs> <laughs> This is his song. This is yeah. this is the the song by the guy. Cool. Uh, all right. So we're swinging around to number two. And Adam, there are, there's two groups that you have not mentioned that I expected to be on your list. Mm-hmm. I also have not mentioned them. So I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm betting. I'm betting those two groups are our number one and two. Now the songs might be different. Sure. Uh, at least one of them. I know it's going to be different. Okay. Uh, the other one maybe we'll see, um, but I think I know what our top two 
artists. Yeah, are for sure. So uh, let me tell us your number two, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, we grew up in the same household, um, and I will say for both of the songs, we have talked the album all for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the albums on on uh, Blast from Our Past. Uh, my number two is one that we talked about recently off of the Equemini. It is Outcast and the song Rosa Parks. Mm. Higher on my list. Okay. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for that. And you're you're yeah, curious if your number two will be my number one. All right. Well, I can tell you that it isn't because okay. I know for a fact that while you do like this song, I don't think it was your favorite off of this album. Um, but it was my favorite off of this album. Yeah, I think I know. I think I know where which one is yours. Yeah, and uh, we're talking uh, the 1992 album, three years, five months, and two days in the life of Arrested Development. And for me, the song is Fishing for Religion. <laughs> yep. Mm. Yep. I knew you were gonna go there. Sorry, I don't need this here. Oh, it's okay. Um, so uh, Arrested Development, we've talked about it at length, and at, I, you know, we'll talk about it more when we. T- I'm sure when we talk, uh, Adam's number one. I'll just say, um, <laughs> you know what it is. But this particular song really hooked me. First of all, it hooked me at a time. Actually, when you talked about uh, your mom introducing you to Bone Thugs and Harmony, we have our mom to thank for introducing yes. us to Arrested Development. Yes. Um, our our mother, I think, was a lot more open to new music than I think a lot of other mothers, you know, for kids around our age were. And so we got exposed to a vast variety of different stuff. And this one clicked with me because it happened around the time that I was kind of struggling with my own kind of inner spiritual person and am I religious and, you know, where do I go from here? Um, And growing up, you know, just outside of Atlanta, um, Southern Baptism is rampant, of course, there. <laughs> and so this one, I'm not going to say influenced um, my decisions ultimately, but it was a song that I could kind of go back to to question things and go back and, and question myself. I mean, do I do I believe in this and, and yada, yada, yada. Also, it didn't help when twice I, I dated very religious girls. Um, neither of them ended well. Uh, <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Um, but also, this this song, I love the beat. It's actually my go-to warm-up song on drums. I'll put on my headphones, I'll play this song, because it's fairly simple to play, um, but it's fun and it's funky, and I can kind of get myself warm uh, if I'm if going to be playing something else. One of, one of my absolute favorite aspects of Arrested Development is they are a group that really wants their audience to think. And so through their lyrics, they will try to push you to think. They will try to, you know, open up conversations, you know, between yourself or, you know, in the song. Um, They're one of the most intelligent hip-hop groups, in my opinion, and Mm -hmm. they are absolutely one of my 
dead favorite groups and different artists of all time. I have almost every single album and they keep putting out a bunch of stuff. Um, and I've seen them live. Uh, they mm-hmm. were selling Pinot Noirs that they, you know, I don't, I don't drink Pinot, but they were selling them and they're having them signed. I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking buy that. I don't give a shit. It's, it's Arrested Development. So I don't know if I'm ever going to drink it, but I have an Arrested Development Pinot Noir upstairs. Nice. Because I love it. Nice. Um, so, yeah. and, and I saw them live, I think in 2019, in a, a very small uh, kind of showroom up at a casino in, in northern uh, North Las Vegas. Um, honestly, I was actually disappointed that there weren't uh, that there weren't more people in the audience. Uh, first of all, because I feel like the group deserved more than that, and two, man, for a very simple setup they had, they it was. Um, oh, why did I blank on his name, Adam? Speech. 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 He had two female uh, backup singers with him. He had a live guitar player, a live drummer, and a DJ, and that was it. It was fairly reserved uh, stage presence, and man, did they put on a hell of a show everyone on their feet all the time up and down it was fantastic yep great live presence mm. and great song choice uh, all right ben you're number two yeah you know i feel uh i, I think that um I, I love hearing y'all's connection to the music um and i, I realize i think that's what's different about my list is i don't think i had anywhere near the emotional connection to these songs that you two have. Obviously these artists mean meant a lot to you. Um, and, but hip hop was not really my central thing I was listening to at the time, Mm -hmm. but these were songs that were kind of in my universe as I, as I was doing that. So I have enjoyed Mm -hmm. hearing y'all talk about emotionally, you know, what these songs meant to you. Um, my number two is by an artist that was previously mentioned. Um, this is in my opinion, his best song, um, it is it has to be top five, one of the best hip hop beats of all time. Uh, I am talking about Busta Rhymes, and I am talking about Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See. Let me see just what you got for me. Put all your hands where my eyes can see. Stay buck rollin' in the place to be. If you really wanna party with me, let me see just what you got for me. Put all your hands where my eyes can see. Stay buck rollin' in the place to be. If you really wanna party with me, and God we trust. Yo, it's a must that you heard the bus. Um, when this song comes on, I lose my fucking mind. Like it just, I, I can't. I, whatever I'm doing at the time, I have to put it down because I have to allow myself to be swallowed whole by this beat. <laughs> like I can't, I can't help myself. Um, it's just something that brings back memories from high school for me. Um, it's just, it's just one of those songs that just, just takes you over. Just takes you over. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's so Busta. I mean, the music video also. It's just so weird. Like everything he does is weird, but yeah. he's so himself, mm. and you just love it, man. Yeah, this is a, that's a great song. Yep. Uh, all right, we're at our number ones. I know my number one has been spoiled. Yeah. Adams hasn't really been spoiled. Um, just for you, for me, maybe. Uh, let's be safe and not do um, honorable mentions until after we're all done, just sure. in case. Uh, so, Adam, go ahead and enlighten everyone what uh, your number one is. So, yes, uh, it is an Arrested Development song, and it is one of my favorite songs, period. 
Like if I had to go to a um, desert island and I could only bring five MP3s, like you have a, <laughs> a small little flash drive that only fits five MP3s, this would be one of them. It's a, again, very politically Afrocentric driven song. It's Mr. Wendell. Mr. Wendell, a man, a human in flesh, but not by law. I feed you dignity to stand with pride. Realize that all in all, you stand tall. Go ahead, Mr. Wendell. Iconic. Uh, yep, an iconic song. Everybody, you know, knows it. I feel like so many people have forgotten about Arrested Development through the years. But you put, like, this song on. They have a couple really big ones. This one, Tennessee, um, Everyday People. Um, but this one, for me, is just the one that stands the test of time. I love the message. Um, it's just, it's a, it's, it's a song that also tells a story. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like, very similar. Like, you know, uh, Had a Good Day. Like, those kind of songs are fantastic to me. Um, and John, already, as you already kind of mentioned, yeah, our mom introduced us to this album and to this band. And they've become one of my absolute favorite groups, period. Like, yeah, we used to, I remember we, we used to put it on, uh, we used to have cleaning days. Like once, probably mm-hmm. once a quarter, it would be, shit's going to be cleaned. You know, it's like, <laughs> all right, John, you got to clean the garage. Yep. You, uh, Adam, you're taking this, uh, you're dusting. I always dusted. I fucking hate dusting. <laughs> uh, but that's what she would make me do. And we had a stereo system and mom would put on albums and this was one of them on the rotation and crank that shit to 11 and we could all listen to the same albums at the same time. So that's why John and I and our sister are very nostalgic for some of the same stuff that our mom did because we actually, we listened to them as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have these nostalgic moments and yeah, Mr. Wendell is always been on like my most played songs because i just i can't help but go back to it yeah um first of all that opening all you need is a <laughs> boom cut boom cut iconic yeah. drum opening the little scream on there i i love mr wendell as you said uh the message that whole album i know we've talked about that but that whole album from top to bottom is just practically flawless mm-hmm. um I think some of the weirder sounds I could have taken out, but that's <laughs> that's the '90s for you, so we're we're gonna yeah. let that be. Uh, all right, so my number one was the one that was already mentioned, and Adam and I did just talk about it. I think. How yeah, Quim and I we, we didn't it didn't come out all that. It hasn't come out yet. Oh, it hasn't even come out yet. It hasn't oh, even shit, come out yeah. yet. I oh no, it's gonna. We recorded it, but it's not coming out until two weeks after this. this all episode. right. <laughs> well, then you'll hear about it. <laughs> you'll hear about it in a couple of weeks. Uh, and that is uh, Outcast Rosa Parks. Many a day has passed, the night has gone by, but still I find the time to put that bomb off in your eye. Total chaos, but these playoffs thought we was absent. We're taking another route to represent the dungeon family like Grey Day. Me and my nigga decide to take the back way. We stab in every city, then we headed through that back cave. ATL, Georgia, what do we do for ya? Bulldog and hoes like them Georgetown hoggers. Boy, you decide to sell it. You gotta have an outcast song. Um, as Yeah, you know, you gotta have outcast. You gotta have like Tupac. Um, and, and there were some other ones, you know. Players Ball is one that I really love. Mm-hmm. 
there's a bunch of other ones uh, that that are just they're phenomenal songs. But there is there is something with Rosa Parks that man, mm-hmm. it's just that beat, man. <laughs> that that guitar lick. Mm-hmm. That is cool. You got the the harmonica solo in the middle of a rap song, yeah. and it's yeah. so freaking good and dirty and yeah. bluesy. Um, Aquemini, not my favorite Outcast album. That would probably be Stangonia, but Stangonia was in the 2000s, so I couldn't yeah. include any of those songs on here. Um, but uh, you know, Aquemini, a close second behind that, and Rosa Parks, such an iconic song. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's. Yep. Uh, it's just one of those things, and and again, I can the musician use coming out because Outkast was notorious for integrating live music into their oh, tracks yeah. so well, and um, just paying homage to the past and to and just there's an appreciation for for music overall, and when you when you listen to their stuff, and. Yeah. I guess I won't say too much because technically that episode hasn't come out yet. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do. I one thing I do appreciate about Outcast is their incorporation of not only what is either live instruments or sounds like live instruments, but a variety of styles mm-hmm. of music that they that they would rap over. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I think was just really uh, kind of broadening the horizons of probably a lot of people, mm-hmm. regardless of race gender socioeconomic mm-hmm. all that stuff yeah yeah totally agree. Uh, all right ben we finally made it to the mountaintop you're number one um so for me it was if i'm gonna make a list about 90s hip-hop um biggie has to be at the top of that list that was just an imperative that i put upon myself um to do that so i knew he was going to the top no matter what and then it's mm-hmm. like okay i mean this, they were. He released two albums. Every single song is a hit. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what, what do you pick? How, how do how do you choose? Um, so I went again with the song that I think is probably the most famous or the most well known by the most people, um, and that is "One More Chance" remix. And of course, this, this features his wife at the time, Faith Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people that listen to hip hop can, can make it through at least half of that verse. First things first, <laughs> I pop up, freaks all the honeys, dummies, playboy, but like you yep. just it's just one of those automatic things. Um, you know, he is 90s hip hop. Um, you know, again, die way too soon, uh, you know, thanks to the beef that we talked about earlier. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they're just there was no escaping this song in the 90s, no escaping this artist. Um, you know, he's still considered by many people, him and Tupac are, are one and two in everybody's list in terms of the greatest MCs of all time. Um, and, yep, he's he's my number one for that reason. You can pick out notorious big like just his the way he he raps um he is he's the epitome of cool you cannot deny yeah, it man yeah. Every, everybody wants to be him so. uh all right so some maybe some unexpected but i think ultimately just some really really great lists 
all mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a few um, honorable mentions, Adam. I know you had a huge list, so maybe just maybe just try to narrow it down to you know a few. <laughs> I'll give it three. I'm going to give sure. three uh, ones that are oh no four. I'm going to give it four because okay. I had a Tupac song changes, which I do love that as a song. But if I was going to pick a more fun Tupac song, I would have picked California Love. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a great song. I had that as my honorable mention as well. Yep. Um, Most Deaf Mathematics is actually, it was probably like my number 11. I, it kind of was at 10 for a bit until eventually, um, uh, what's it going to be, ended up kind of taking over when I just kept listening to it mm-hmm. over and over again. I want to give some love to Salt and Pepper, Shoop. I mean, that mm-hmm. that song is so yeah. good. Love them. And then uh, an artist that I had already mentioned, um, he's not really a rap guy, but <laughs> my favorite Weird Al parody song, I think, of all time is actually all about the Pentiums. I think it is so smart and so funny. I think it's better than all about the Benjamins. And so I almost wanted to put on Weird Al just as a little, you know, as a as a, as a goof. Um, I did my number. The, the one that I that was jockeying for position for number 10 for me was also was hypnotized by Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, That's a great, great song. Um, but um, I'm going to throw out a real quick three. Uh, ones that are for some reason they've just they've just come into my rotation just all the time. Uh, Slam by Onyx. Oh yes, yes. Uh, is always in there. Um, this one kind of goes hand in hand with sort of the funnier ones. Uh, Positive K's "I Got a Man." I love that song. <laughs> yeah. The horn, I got a man. the horn lick, yeah. the the little horn hits in there. Yeah. I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that is is kind of seen as maybe a novelty song, but I think. Tells a really kind of interesting story. Skilos, I wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I love that okay. one. And then I did have, I did have a, a Buster Rhymes song uh, on my honorable mentions, which was "Give Me Some More." Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Uh, ben, uh, yeah, so many here. Um, you know, I, I, I really wanted to try to incorporate "Naughty by Nature" here, like OPP. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost, I mean, I really wanted to do Warren G's "Regulate" so bad. <laughs> um, it got so close. Another one I really want to put on here to just miss was um, the Loonies. I got five on it um, just because it's just so iconic. And, you know, and then Crystal's remade it or had it in one of their commercials a few years ago. And the song comes on. I see the commercial. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Y'all did not just do this to me. Um, and then one other one. Well, so Ghetto Boys, my mind's playing tricks on me. You know, that that has a lot of meaning to me. And then the last one is... um. DJ Cool's "Let Me Clear My Throat." Um, oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah it's just oh yeah, it's just oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't make it, but th- those would be some of my honorable mentions. When I uh, when I taught high school, that was uh, "Let Me Clear My Throat" was one of our stand songs that my my mm. buddy arranged for us to do. Audience loved it every time they'd get up and dance. Mm. It was it's just a fun song. Ben, thank you so much. For no doing the dirty work and trying to narrow <laughs> down your top ten uh, <laughs> '90s rap and hip hop songs uh, for this, I I think uh, a really fun list to do. It was fun to research. It was fun to to make, and it was really fun to listen to everyone's choices and and really hear, you know, where these songs sit in our own hi- our own personal histories. Yeah, I, I I always love coming on and doing this. Um, the, the the homework involved is always torturous, but then reviewing the <laughs> list is always great, and being able to just go back to you know a particular point in time in my life, and just talking about these songs and what they meant, and and 
how our how our lives are impacted by them. Uh, it's always great to do that. And I believe you have a new YouTube channel. I do. Um, it's a YouTube channel called Lean On Six S L E A N O N Six S. And uh, basically, I am uh, demystifying Lean Six Sigma, um, which is a process improvement methodology, and giving some real life applications to try to make it more mainstream and, and give people tools to help themselves. So, so check that out on YouTube. All right, folks, that was our top 10 90s rap and hip hop songs. Please join us next time for an all murder mystery episode. We break down the 1985 film Clue discuss the 80s TV show Murder, She Wrote, and recast Clue using actors of today. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.